Welcome to episode 95 of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. This episode is the second part of my chat with Glasgow music legends Monica Queen and Johnny Smiley of the band Tenement Temple. If you haven't listened to part one, I urge you to go back right now and have a listen. So uh, all, all the info about the band is in, in part one, so all I'm going to do is uh, say at this point... Uh, we are chatting about, uh, they are chatting about working with Edwin Collins and then they go on to talk about how they developed their own sound and all the ups and downs of working with uh, big American record companies. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say. I think we should just jump straight back in so we can continue to follow their musical adventures. We're looking to get with people, you know, they put mm-hmm. different people names one of the ones we're just trying, you know, you were just trying out songs mm-hmm. with different mm-hmm. producers to, right. to, to uh-huh. you know. Right. And was that in Glasgow? I it was in the, well, Wedwin's studio was in storage at the time, or we'd have been down to his. Yeah, I did. So right. we're looking for one that uh, fitted his spec. We were looking for right. some, a certain analogue gear and all that. And we ended up in this, uh, I can't remember the name, it was called Heaven or something. Heaven Way, was it not? Heaven Way? Okay. It was uh, Charlie and Steve um, who were in a band called uh, the diff- the drum the drums the no no talking no. drums talking no. drums I think I maybe named it but they made a studio right. and they had this amazing the uh, analog desk and uh, it was it was great it was a really good place to work you know no. and we just went. And loved and it. I was expect to Edwin because we can get to London and says sounds great I'll come up so. You know, up I came and we mm-hmm. hung out for a week or two, and a lot of it was just socialising. I have to say, right. it was. Right. But right. then there was that serious element too, but in a fun, good way. You know, we're working out stuff, and you know, Edwin's throwing in some ideas, and we play them out. So we've still got those um, recordings again yeah. sitting right. on yeah. our shelf. I am only upset them now, though. And how did that not work out? What was the? But I think I don't but she couldn't, you know, to be right. honest. We weren't very good at actually out with Edwin. He was a bit the, the exception to the rule. Edwin was great. I wish we'd, I, I'd have liked to have, you know, made the record with Edwin. We ended up making with this rock guy, you know, so. Mm. Uh, I mean, had you not worked with Bob Dylan stuff? And I'd done a bit of Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, and, and, you know, all the kind of stuff. He'd done all the big rock bands of the 80s, but he was, now, he was doing a lot of grunge bands now, you know, right. so in that kind of LA scene, you know. Still, it's not all that seemed normal to that. No, <laughs> it just seemed like that was the way. Yeah, thing. That's just the way you made records. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no such thing as making records like this. 
mm. in this room that we're sitting in just now. That yeah. wasn't even. No, I remember it was taped. Yeah, there was no it? computers. Yeah. It was very early computers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. We had. I was at 24. Sometimes we went to 48. We'd run to. 24 yeah, track yeah. tapes together. I'm old enough to record and shoes with tapes. <laughs> I, know, I know how it works. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's big shoes, you play five scenes in the, the, yeah. in the live room, you know. Yeah. The, it's very much the same for Noam Kermer's uh, studio in San Francisco. Uh, Great live room, you know. Palm trees going Was it working for you? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like it's one of says, you know, the difference now is, you know, people come to a wee bit and another wee bit and you take right. years, you know. You, did, you went for a month, you lived there. You had to do it. Right. You recorded the thing and that was it done. Right. You would probably mix it somewhere yeah. else, you know, but, yeah. but that, that was it, you know. Yeah, so you just, I mean, we just, those days we just, at least, at the very least, it was Monica in the drum section playing live together. Right, okay. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes like I play guitar, sometimes I don't have mm -hmm. my guitar. So remember, I was very, very little. Uh, very, very little. It's all very live, you know, very, no, there's no tuning or anything. It's all just banging in the mic and right. it's done, you know? Right. It's great. Yeah, it's so great. It was exciting and you, d you did actually get, you know, you felt you were getting up in the morning because you lived upstairs yeah. in the living quarters and down the stairs. Oh, I mean, I was living the dream because, you know, yeah. at the, the end of the day, there's catering, you know, so they'd make a big banquet of food for you and loads of nice wine and everybody sits around and we chat about the day. And, yeah. and sometimes if you're, you actually get back into the studio drunk and do a take, you know, because it was just right there, you know. relaxed. Yeah. And, I get to Johnny at night time, yeah. having maybe got up, you know, from sleep and downstairs to the studio and you could hear, you could hear you working out ideas you know, in the wee small hours, yeah. you know, and that was really, really nice. Yeah, yeah it makes me think. So, I mean, obviously, John, you're doing the producing and you're on this stuff now. When did that all become part of who you are? Is that well, uh, well, that kind of ties in nicely with where we, 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 when we finally sort of, sort of put thrum to, to bed, or at least we did, mm -hmm. couldn't find any way of keeping it going. Which was about ten years into the project, you know. There was always something, you know. We were always doing something below. So the sound I can not catch in, and they get. It never really came out properly, you know. Right. So I never uh, got, never really got a chance. Yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, fortunately, he's not asking for his money back. So that's yeah. the, the upside. <laughs> it's that did happen those days, you know. Right. Come your door. So why Come your chap, you don't take your guitars off, you know. Why did they not get released properly? I don't know, you need to ask Pat Reins and the record company, you know. Yeah, we actually... Very frustrating for us. You know, now your hands, you know, yeah. just whatever. Uh, I think he was trying to license it to... It was a boutique label. You know, right. Spent a lot of money, but he was trying to license it to bigger labels. Right. And maybe nobody bit or whatever, you know. And it just never... He, he didn't feel it was worth putting out until they was going to regain... Could, right, so he didn't want to put out a nice label. He wanted that big, because it was big success. Anyway, that must have been hell of a. It was hard. It was hard. It was crushing, and and you know, we were tired of it all back then. You know, we were tired of it. Right. You know, we kind of just, we just let time. So this is just the We just let time slip. Say it back. So you're probably thinking about chucking it, you know, but then your phone call for sing Monica because that time still they was you were still a Stuart was still a fan. We did Mayors in in San Francisco. We were recording the album, Stuart mm -hmm. Murdoch from Hell Sebastian and so right, you know. Right. And uh he asked Monica to sing the Blaze Line. They kinda of got us um, right, so oh, this is quite good and it yeah. felt yeah. good to be back 
You know, there was at least one, and I was hanging about like a bad smell around about Sebastian. I mean, that, yeah, it's time to start making music again. So, but we decided to go completely the opposite direction right. and started making these beautiful ambient records. Because by that time, yeah, yeah uh, Wrecking Ball was out. I don't know if you're familiar with Wrecking Ball, but I was kind of like where Dragon Glory had been in '89. Right. You know, right. it, was, it was Wrecking Ball that came out, right. and, and it was just like it was again. It was like, da, right. We want to make some, you know, we want to do something like this. So, that's so ball, that's no. Wrecking Ball's always the Daniel Emily Harris, right? Yeah, Daniel Lamar. Right. Right. And obviously, right. loving Emily Harris is Emily always Hammond. for such Harris. a long that's time. Like, like, my memory's so bad. No. I, I knew that's who it was, but uh-huh. I remember that record. Yeah. Well, I, I, re- I just didn't get into the record. <laughs> the whole yeah. production of the record yeah. and getting Daniel I became obsessed with Daniel yeah. Lamar, yeah. and then started. Uh, buying gear and, and right. put more studio together in the house, yeah. you know, and we started uh, writing songs and uh-huh. we put that first album together, so you what, know, and that was me off and running because I'd made an album, album myself, uh, 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 Tensor from the Swiss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is possibly our masterpiece. Right. Yeah. I, that's, that's, I was, I'm not sure we'll ever make a record as good as that. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't see that when iTunes. <laughs> it is. I don't know if it's on iTunes. Is it Spotify or no? No, I'm on iTunes, but it's yeah. on Apple. Yeah. So is it on Spotify? It's definitely on Spotify. Yeah. Why is it not on iTunes? Well, I don't know. It's actually. Mm. Right, okay. Um, well, we can get you a copy of that, you know. Oh, Oh, you can take this one. I did. When you were looking for, I thought you were really mean about the, the new record, which I really have fun. Really old old stuff, old their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we right, got, so that's the masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, we got this, and it got it? reviewed, yeah. and all the great, all the big papers well, it's, it's in Glasgow. Got a sound to it. Five, and, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's slow from start to finish. I mean, we were by that yeah. time fans of low as well, huge yeah. fans of low, yeah. early low. Yeah. You know, from the first album, it was really slow core. I loved all that. I mean, that doesn't sound like low, but it was influenced, and in, and in, in, there was always emphasis on Morricone, uh-huh. Emily Harris, Dan Wah, low. Yeah. Uh, Neil Young still in there, obviously. You know, yeah. but, but it's very much. We made a record there that no doesn't sound like anybody else's record, and uh, and maybe Folktronica, but can uh-huh. came quite big a couple of years later. Yeah. And the, the, so maybe it falls in that way, uh-huh. but 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 uh, but that's what got me into so making that record. What got me into production. What label was this on? I was on Cream Ben. Cream Ben. Oh, right. 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 Cream Ben. Oh, but this is another hard luck story. So for the follow-up to that, uh, and there's loads of Americans, we get we got on the front cover of the, the Uncut and everything, you know, it's great. Right. It's a lot of, lot of good stuff. And uh, and as I say, we, uh, so Sanks are putting out, they're talking the Sixth Heart, which is the, the follow-up album to that, which is similar, but diff- different. Yeah, you know. that's the one with the black yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I, the... I thought you were talking about it, actually, because no. when you said that time, the really, cover that's trying to be like a Renaissance painting, you know, that's yes. the idea. Yeah, yeah. 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 that sounds amazing, actually, that, that record. Mm. Well, this one's better, it's more coherent, it's more uh, cohesive, I think, this one, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's uh, the first one. Uh-huh. So, anyway, yeah, uh, right. at that time, yeah. I was, you know, I dumped my gear again, you know, and I was, I was start, 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 you know, 
You produced this yourself? Produced mm-hmm. and because yeah, it was so successful, yeah. you started yeah. thinking, oh, hey, wait a minute, yeah. I'm a producer now, because, yeah. because, because before that, that's, that's you, you hadn't, you know, I had, there was nothing other to be mm-hmm. cool, carried its own throne stuff now, because you, you have involvement in it, you know, but, but, but that was the first one that was completely done for start to finish. And then you started, you know, we started to gather some house equipment, you know, uh-huh. to, to record from the house, and we became very comfortable and relaxed, and we could experiment with each yeah. other. You know, Johnny had an idea, Monica, can you try this? You know, we'll sing it up a key. We started to really, yeah. really, just, you know, explore. Yeah. Just, not just being able to hold a tune and yeah. sing. It's like, what can you do with this yeah. that you maybe haven't I done mean, before? I was, I was mm. listening to that record and I was thinking about your voice, actually. Uh, just a few wee things that occurred to me, which I don't know if anybody's ever said to you before. Mm-hmm. But your, some parts of your voice sound like the guitar. There's a particular uh, upward kind of bend that you mm-hmm. start quite a lot of phrases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, really? Which is like a guitar bend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert Plant and yeah. Jimmy Page used to do that yeah, quite yeah. a lot. It's and we, we can yeah. like yeah. that, you know, the guitars. The, the, for us, any great band is a great singer and a great guitar player yeah. and great songs. That's that's the basis yeah, of I it. Just yeah. thought it was kind and of the unusual. guitar has to compete with the vocal. Yeah. It has to compete with the vocal otherwise. Yeah. It's not great. You uh-huh. know, there's plenty of great singers out there, with, but to take it to another level, you need another musician, not a guitar, but another musician, another great musician uh-huh. that challenges the singer, yeah, yeah. you know, to give it that uh-huh. real... Ex- you know, the Beatles, all four of them are challenging for yeah, me. Yeah, that's why they're the greatest. Yeah. All four were challenged for your attention, yeah. you know, uh, in, in one way or another. Yeah, and the other thing about your voice that, was, that I noticed is that tremolo or that vibrato or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is incredible, mm-hmm. and I, and what I was thinking about when I was listening to it was, there are no modern singers do this anymore that I'm aware of. No, it's not a modern no technique. It's, no, it's not a sort well, of well, fashion. Don't get me back on it. Yeah. Modern singers because they all sing exactly the same. There is a technique. There's a technique. Yeah. A modern style. Yeah. I think uh, that 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 aspect of my voice, I would say, came into play when. The type of songs that we were writing together, and the, and particularly the, the the way you wanted the listener to hear it, mm-hmm. you had to not just sing it. You had to really sort of kind of try and convey the atmosphere and convey yeah. the either the joy or the sorrow or the melancholy. So you really, when it came time to record those songs, you really had to put yourself into a mindset. Yeah. You know. And and really and and be deliberate. Not not to the point where it was a learned thing. You you, you no, then no. just became well, that was the other thing I was thinking. You as just well. became that 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 sort of kind of vessel to 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 direct the listener mm-hmm. to feel a particular way. And it was it was lovely to to sort of for me a bit of a revelation that mm-hmm. that I could actually do that. You know, I had that part of my voice that I never really tapped into before. Yeah, well, some people nice didn't songs. like those right. records. Right, okay. They were they people who were fans of us. Right. From. Right, okay. So they were going if you listen to, to this. Yeah. If you listen to yeah. Rapparama right. and then you listen to these records. Right. You're like, is that the same singer, you know? Because the, the first rap is just unbridled wildness, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like Janis Joplin, you know, it's just, it's just all out, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But this is all about control. No, I thought it was amazing. Control. Yeah, I mean, it's not about demonstrating. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> hope you like it. Yeah. Because then also, when I, it's funny, it was the first 
think it was the first one I listened to. And I thought, oh, fucking hell, man, this is amazing. This, I was, you know, fucking hell. Wow. <laughs> and then I looked at it, because I thought it was quite a, more, quite a new record, because obviously I didn't know it. You know I knew a bit of... Because uh, it sounds so Ten Minute Temple, <laughs> yeah. but I hadn't heard this. Yeah. So I thought, when was this made? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Was it 2009, was it, or something? Uh-huh. I thought, my God, that was... Uh-huh. Again, years ago. I, I really felt we were we were just out on our own yeah. with these with, with with these two records, particularly starting with Ten Sorrowful Mysteries, and then yeah. the second one came along for Turn to Say uh, the week the week the, the six that came out the, the record company folded. Right, and that's when it came to Robert Plant on it and Ryan right, Morrissey yeah. and all this. I mean, that's just so typical. But you know, we became hardened to yeah. that sort of kind of all those hard luck stories. We we didn't, I mean, in the beginning where we, we were emotional and we couldn't yeah. understand. See, when we were dealt with those, that yeah. really, really, you know, horrible sort of kind of, you know, pit but we just, we just dusted ourselves down yeah. and we just continued. And this is when we just, you know, well, I, I found it really difficult after these two records because I, I really thought, I mean, I, I put everything in because I, I thought that's the only chance to get back in the games to make the best record we ever make. I don't know anything about the business. I'm useless with yeah. business. I'm useless. Uh, well, the music was, all I know yeah, is music, yeah, and that's yeah, all I want to do is the music. So yeah. the, the only thing been to that. And you kind of, the, then, I mean, you're blowing your own trumpet, fair enough, right? But uh, I don't really care. I think that's a good record. And, and it challenges me then. To, to, to be able to do something on that level again yeah. and it took a long while to actually to I've made lots of music you know and in that time I'd been producing lots of other people anyway you know mm-hmm. uh, but I just kept listening is this as good as that I don't know if it's not good as that I'm not going out you know and eventually you just have to say well let's let's just bring this death stuff together and put it out and see see what other people think you know? you're you're be the judge of well yeah. you know how good it is because once it's done yeah you've got to let it go obviously you just let it go you just let it go and you don't you just you but what the world think doesn't make any difference to whether it's good or bad that's the yeah. thing about oh, you stuff, need, yeah. no you need you need to, you need to slam the back you need someone to tell you I mean if it's just one I, I think that you know what's so hard and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most important thing it's just one other human being who doesn't know you, who's not your mum or your, yeah. your pal or your wife or your daughter, you know, to, to actually make a connection with the music you've made mm-hmm. and to tell you about it. Right, not just to make it, to make the, the, that connection, a, a complete stranger and say, that moved me or that touched me or mm-hmm. made me dance or whatever. You know, that is success because yeah, I think that's that is very success. hard yeah, yeah. to do. I think most yeah. people can't achieve that, you know, and and that's that's that's. But it's a very complex thing that, if you don't mind, just talking to on it, we went sort of sideways. We are on a songwriting online songwriting course, so to kind of teach my students about some things. And one of the things I talk about is don't is uh, genre mm-hmm. specific music. You can't give a folk song to a heavy metal person and expect them to like it. <laughs> it's like because this this is something they can't relate to. So when somebody who's a heavy metal uh, fan says, oh, that's shite, which they will do, mm-hmm. that does not mean it's shite. No, <laughs> that just means you've given it to the wrong person. <laughs> that's it's what it true. means. It's true, it's true. In a lot of cases, that is, that is the way it, you know, it is, yeah. Because mm-hmm. all folk music sounds garbage to that person. Wouldn't matter if you were, the, if you were Bob Dylan, wouldn't matter. 
or the best singer, the best folk guitarist, the best folk singer, best songwriter in the world, it still sounds like garbage to them because mm. that's not their genre of music. So you have to be careful about who you give your stuff to for to get feedback. To on, get something back. You know, because otherwise it can crush you. And you think what they've said is valid when they're somewhere else. Their world is not your world. I've been giving music for a long time to the wrong people. <laughs> no, 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 that's the truth. That is the truth. I'm saying for us personally, you know, it's not that's not the case at all. We've been largely giving it to, to a lot of the right people to tell you you're amazing, but actually, you know, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't help your financial situation yeah. anyway. Yeah, so that makes it difficult for you to keep music making. What's music. the thing you know what's good that you've made? Of course you do. And what it's not good. I think I do. I, no, I think yeah. I know the stuff that I'll put it's good. Or then bad. Most, yeah. Probably yeah. everybody would say the same, so you know, yeah. we're all stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, you can be easily dispirited, particularly young songwriters who are in need of, you know, boosting up. <laughs> you know, say so don't give it to somebody who's not listening to your genre of music and then expect good feedback. Yeah. They won't give you anything. You know, you've got to find the people that are in your world uh, who like the kind of thing that you're producing. And, you know, are the sort of people that listen to music? And there's a difference between people listening to music like I was getting to those people, that, that's, yeah. that's the track that I was getting to, getting to those people, which means getting your music played on the right radio shows, you know, or it used to be, that used to be the way, anyway, to, it's important anymore, but, but it used yeah. to, you know, now it's getting on the right playlist or whatever on Spotify, you know. Yeah, when that's important, and these things want, are, if that's what you want. are not open to the, are, as, as lowly, lowly <laughs> types, you no, know. No, that's the thing, it's, you've got to find the right slot. I mean, I have a, I wrote an article in the course which says writing a pop song is the easiest thing in the world. It's easier than anything else. Why is that? Because you can figure out if you go to the charts, for you know, the country American American country charts, and listen to them all. They're all exactly the same. Well, you'll find out what the BPM is. Mm -hmm. You'll find out what topics are that they're singing about. You'll find out what the sound is, mm -hmm. the current sound, what the drum sound is what the guitar sound oh, is, oh. what the keyboard sound is, what the hardware well, that's a formula. they're using. That's a formula. So if you want to have a, a hit in that chart, you need to write a song that fits those criteria. Mm. Now, all the other things that you're doing yourself for your own enjoyment is not in to do that. That's if you want to have a hit song in that chart, you do those things. That's why they're all the same. Aye, because I mean, they all listen to each other and produce the same damn stuff. Same that can be <laughs> fun, though. You know, music is always yeah, it can be fun. We're talking about the days of and I do it to But part of it is what, what is all back do. But it can also be fun. You can, let's make a hit. Yeah, the fun of it. If you want to do that, you, then you seriously have to listen to these things. Well, if I want to have a hit in that chart, you seriously have to approach it like an academic. You're going to have to yeah. love the modern music that Stop you don't like. Stop taking a Mormon. <laughs> they were the first right. sort of music I could do. Well, that's right, so there you go. Well, and maybe it was the Brill Building or whatever, really. They were, they were doing it by numbers. In the 1960s, was the classic era for that. Uh, they sat and listened to the charts, yeah. and they wrote songs that, that were contemporary, contemporaneous, like the ones that were in the charts, and then they got hits. Mm. That's how they got hits. The staff writer was not sitting in the room thinking, oh, right, I quite like Louis Armstrong. I'll write a Louis Armstrong. <laughs> all listening to what you've no, you're right, you're right. It's not modern, it's not a modern phenomenon. So if that's very, what you want a hit, yeah. then your whole world has to swivel to say, okay, I want a hit here. Yeah. What do you need to do to earn that? Mm -hmm. 
you know, don't expect to have hit songs. You're only going to have hit songs if you're in a big boat in the main river. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm travelling in the tributaries and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not expecting to have held the radio because I'm not writing anything that will be on the bloody radio. <laughs> so, so, so if you're, you're travelling in those tributaries, don't expect to get what you'll get if you're in the big boat in the river. Content with what you're doing. Well, I'm just writing pop songs for now on. I'm going for the big, the big drama. I need a pension. I'm not getting a pension. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is actually not. I need someone to sing one of my old songs. Somebody famous, otherwise I'm probably in George. So then, you know, so I took it. So all of all of that stuff, and then releasing Tenement Temple, you know. Again, another album that we're incredibly proud of and, and, and we love. And, and, uh, but that was our first self-release. Right. That's the only thing we've ever self-released. Self right. okay. uh, That's amazing. I've been making records yeah. for yeah. you know, 12 years in, in the studio and usually yeah, we're like, what yeah. should we do right now? And I'm like, I am the worst person to ask me mm -hmm. that. I just make, help you make the record the best record you can make. Yeah. After that, you need to find someone else to talk about business, you know, and how yeah. you do it. So I was like, you know, having to put out yourself was 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 quite <laughs> a journey for me. Yeah. But there we go. I'm sure we'll find it. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been self-releasing for a long time. Uh, it's quite, it's quite, it's sad. I find it found it very sad and uh -huh. because it was just Bandcamp, right? Yeah. Uh, you get that? Uh, do, you, do you use Bandcamp? I do, but that's not. They, I mean, they, have, a, they have a thing called uh, Kaching. That's where I says you got a wee noise in your phone. Yeah, goes, yeah, it's another, it's another CD. I only went on Bandcamp probably in that last release. Yeah. Previous to that, I had a Bandcamp, but I never looked at them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. very satisfying, you know, yeah. it's like, because yeah. because all these eggs are labels, yeah. you're like, where did the money go? And, you know, it's yeah. like you have to chase it, you know. But it's just straight into your pocket, you that's know. Right. That was a lovely thing, you know. It's good. So yeah, it's a question. You don't have to argue with anybody about artwork, you don't have to argue with anybody about it's release schedules or. You know, and the rest of it. I mean, I was having to your own pocket. If you want to make a video, yeah. it's in your pocket. If you want to hire somebody to plug it, it's in your own pocket. You know, uh, that's right. But but it was but it was interesting. But I don't think I want to do it again. I'd still rather have a label do it. <laughs> but then yeah, COVID, but then, yeah, but then COVID came and there was yeah. a lot and everybody down to us. Yeah. So you know, but during that time, another invitation came through from across the waters from Chicago with a guy called Chris Conley who was a fan of Thrum and he is a songwriter, he was in ministry, ministry uh -huh. came from Edinburgh, moved over to to America, lived there, blah blah blah, just got books out, he was an artist in his own right, makes his own music and he says, I have an idea, do you, I'd love you to come and sing it, you know, you but again, I get a lot of invitations and I refuse more than I actually <laughs> say yes to and Johnny will, you know, he will confirm that. So just says to Chris Conley, send me what you're thinking. She never turned in, she undone. 
<laughs> I'll have a listen and uh, and the birthday poems which I'll, I'll send you a copy as well. Uh, I recorded all the vocals in here and it was about, it's a concept album um, based on the the letters that George Mackay Brown you know, to his, his muse Stella uh, and six minute song it it's an incredible album yeah. um, yeah. I you've got to listen to it as a piece it's a story yeah. it's like yeah, I, I don't think I've seen the album again I've never seen it yeah. well it's really it's more of a piece of art than, mm. than just a record you know? yeah it's kind of it's like drama it's like a play it's like a play almost there's pop songs there's lots of spoken words and stuff like this but Pops, I mean, it's kind of Bowie influences and right. some Bowieisms in there, you know, which are quite nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really, really kind of sparked my imagination because, you know, I've done a few things, you know, kind of, you know, poetry based, you know, for example, mm-hmm. to the first verse of the James Joyce's Chamber Music that came out in right. Fire Records. Was that come out in Fire Records, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so I really, really like that kind of theatre approach mm-hmm. to something, something different than just that straightforward, oh, this is all about our songs and yeah. it's about us, it's about, it's about, actually yeah. this is about something else yeah, yeah. and he could uh, bring something to the table for it and when Chris sent the kind of very kind of um, basic stuff through, he says to me just do what you want, yeah. just just really honestly do what you want. Now Johnny will again verify this, I remember being in here and pretty much blasted the whole, the whole album. Um, vocals where you're sat, mic up, Johnny, mm-hmm. because you know it's lockdown and we've got a lot of stuff on. We're looking after your family, mm-hmm. parents, and stuff like that. So let's get this done and put that one to bed. Did all the vocals? Time passed. Um, never really had much communications right. with Chris after that. The record came back, all mixing it and. I thought, wow, that sounds pretty damn good. Yeah, I wasn't really listening to somebody else's record. I, 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 I had no real recollection of, of, of recording yeah. those those pieces of, of music because it was done in such a fury, it was done yeah, yeah. in such a... a what did he say? What did he say? I mean, just the backing tracks or the story? Very simple. Or, or oh, the whole, the whole thing, uh, backing tracks. Yeah, it would be. Um, just sent through very, very basic sketches, had formulated his, his ideas and all, all the words were Chris's because he had a real interest in George Mackay Brown and his relationship with Stella and wanted to do something to, to document that and put it on record. Um, and so he just said basic stuff through. All the vocals, all the harmony vocals, background vocals, just trying to really bring a lot of colour to it. Absolutely, I love that. Really, So I was so happy that I said yes to Chris. But, you know, I only said yes because what he said me through was I could hear it. Yeah, no, I was going to tell on again, you know, the great theatrical. I could hear it, I thought. I can see where this is going, and I really love the story. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. So it's amazing beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. You know, Stella was obviously mm-hmm. some some something that kind of caught yeah. my imagination. I read there was a film that made. Oh, was that a different one? That was that. was no, that wasn't that one, was it? I'm thinking of a different record that you made. Is there, I'm, is there so many? Too many things at one time. There's quite a catalogue. Well, come on, directed by. This one, a guy, Chris Coco, he, he was yeah, the danger on Radio 1 at the time. Yeah, radio, that's one. radio 1. Yeah, that's right. We thought, oh well, we've yeah. made it now. I listened to that. <laughs> it's the first one that comes up on Apple. 
Hey, when I take your name in. Oh, really? Is it? Yeah, it's, it? it's that. Uh, what's his name? Sorry, I'll tell you the name of it. It's, I thought that. I, I recognise that classical motif. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously yeah, he's sat down. <laughs> <Nick's laughs> like, who is that? And I reckon it's, P- it's got Pierre Green on it and mm. uh, Captain Kirk and, and Nick right. Caves on the same record, you yeah. know? It's right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, my buddies. Yeah. And we get some co writes on it, so that was quite nice, but mm-hmm. so we do get Yeah, Eddie's exactly. happy. Uh, uh, yeah. with the, uh-huh. the origins of that particular yeah. piece of music. So that was that was a London DJ guy, you know. Yeah. So obviously you told me new music. And I was like, oh, here we are. We're, 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 yeah. we're doing modern music but, now. But my heart wasn't <laughs> in it, you know. It was something again that I kind of thought, I'm mm-hmm. oh, maybe quite like. But when I put it into practice and I had to sort of kind of, you know, go down to London, which I did mm-hmm. a couple of times, and I would always come back to Johnny. You're like, oh, was it? And I said to him, I'm I'm not really enjoying it, and it was great. The music, the people were so yeah. lovely. Chris was 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 really kind and generous, yeah. and you know, again, afforded me just like just do what you want to do because I trust what you're going to put down is, is going to be either the right thing or the stuff that we can work on. But when I came home, I was just like, I, I'm just not enjoying. There's a couple of festivals, right? Yeah, you know, so it's maybe band. me that sort of kind of held that project mm-hmm. back because. It just wasn't something you know that I really got off on, and then we did a, a TV program for some country little TV thing that Brian Burnett was mm-hmm. involved in. That's when I got to to meet James James Grant from Love and Money. Right, yeah, I've seen that. You that were kind of doing I'd, some touring. I did a lot of work oh, with James. Ten years of touring, years of touring, and Love and, 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 love and Money. <laughs> It's mainly yeah. some touring. Mm-hmm. Ten years of touring. He's a hard working fellow, and uh, right. and I liked, you know, liked him as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, again, he asked if I would come and do some 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 backups or some. Anyway, I, mean, I think we're probably running out of time. Probably running out of time, yeah. and there's still so much more yeah. to say and do, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, we're starting. We're even starting, you know. <laughs> Maybe take a read into the realms of making videos. We're I'm really going to make you cry, yeah, I've got a few more stories. We're really into, we, you know, we love our artwork and we work hard on our artwork because uh-huh. we like it to, to sort of kind of just, you know, tell a wee bit about where we come from uh-huh. and how we think and well you can tell me you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to rush no I know I know no well I mean yeah. obviously we it bring up to date the, yeah. the, yeah, part two, the yeah. thing that we're trying to plug at the moment I suppose uh-huh. you know is this new uh, Monica Queen record uh-huh. which is very uh-huh. little to do with these well it's actually quite a lot to do in terms of its background Creek Bent and BLL last night from Glasgow yeah so we kind of circle in a way Mm-hmm. And Doug's McIntyre is involved who was was running who runs our label, you know. Uh, in fact, it was his project really, and I just kind of really finished it off. But but mm-hmm. it was Douglas that started the project, mm-hmm. and he's written a lot of the songs on it. Throughout some of the other ones, which are old, he comes from that postcard era, uh-huh. and he mm-hmm. was in some of these bands, Bougie Bougie, and like ah, you know, right. they brought some of the old songs that never really made it, you know, and we revamped them and made, made them fresh and new. Well, a little bit of life. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that record there. A couple of originals of our own. I mean, we'll do a bit more big day, Jim. So it's not an ending quest. It's not out until August. Let's say this is not music. It's just a single. Yeah, that's a lovely album cover. Yeah, we're quite quite pleased with that. You'll see we're back consistency between our covers. You know, you can see this now. Yeah, and even back to. 
Yeah. So glad you know there's there's yeah. a bit of colour in that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This was an Italian artist that, that Italian. designed this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's new, but it's not out until August, so we're not right. really, we're kind of, there's a, obviously the single came out and then there'll be another single and uh -huh. the video went yeah, with that. Picture on the, on the well, we've, we've, really, uh, we've been really enjoying like since Tenement Temple, we, we've, we've hooked up with Ian, Ian Much, Walker and William, who's under, who we think is a really talented uh, uh, videographer, you know, and, and we just, the three of us together to maybe be able to create uh -huh. what we think are really, it's another, uh, aspect of that, like the, things. the videos that are on uh, YouTube, the yeah. one with the the book and the was it? Was the, it the book is that's my father's that that's 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 but that was Walker William, yeah, that's him as well. Yeah, that's that's him. That was a kind of tribute to yeah. the the girl that the Monica is, mm -hmm. is, is is playing the part of and mm -hmm. the birthday poems. Made a little yeah. video uh -huh. in the, the 50s, you know, there's right, this art, right. oh, an art the one, concept video, we tried to copy that that's, along, you yeah, know, yeah, that's so right, yeah, palindrome's quite famous, that. yeah, along, so, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. so that, so that, that was kind of dictated to by that, how yeah. it was supposed to look, but you've done a great job yeah. on that as well, you know. Yeah, talking of pop songs, one song that occurred to me that was listening to of yours, which I thought, that's a hit. Oh, it's, uh, pretty tell. Yeah, the one room. Oh, one room, one room house. One room house is a hit. You mm -hmm. think so? You should release that as a single. I would really not like that. Not that I'm the the world's best. No, but it's a thing. You played to okay. five different people. Okay, if all five said that, you mm -hmm. might, you know. But, but I have the same taste, so you've got to take that in. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's a cracky yeah. song. I agree. Yeah, it's a great song. song. Yeah, it's very much favourite in our set for a long while, actually, we've been playing it recently, we've been playing it for a long time. Yeah. Well, just the whole production of it as well, it's got a, it's got a certain quality to it, it's attractive, you know, okay. to my ear anyway. That's yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, it was a real joy. It's got the, simplicity the, to it. Yeah. The Terminator yeah. album was uh -huh. a lot of fun because you know. we were trying to draw in uh, my youth, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, some things I grew up listening to, you know, which was, you know, uh, was country. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, well, it's got that, that kind of music, so yeah. that's part of Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Monica. It was a pleasure chatting to you. That's all for now. We'll catch up again on the next episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Bye for now.